Listen, if you're always running to the bathroom and sometimes just can't make it, we need to talk. You're not alone. I was just like you until I spoke to an expert physician about axonix therapy. It changed everything. It didn't just give me bladder control, it gave me my life back. Axonix therapy is not another drug. It's just a tiny device you barely have to think about and it can give you real lasting relief. You can even try it out first to make sure it works for you. Just take the first step. Get started at findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. It's time to get your life back. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonix is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. Risks can result from Axonix therapy that may require surgical intervention. Available by prescription only. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. Pop a top again. I've just got time for one more round. Set them up, my friend. Then I'll be gone. Welcome back to Two Drunk Brothers in a Podcast. We are back with a full episode for you guys today. Going to actually have a first and ten segment today. Um, we'll jump into that later. So we'll do our normal show routine. We're going to go ahead and recap our gambling picks from the weekend. And I just can't seem to get over this. Three, four, and one, or four, three, and one hump. I'm like stuck in this mediocre ass purgatory forever. Um, because I finished at three, four, and one over the weekend. I'm 18, 27, and three on the year. Again, we had another push, um, with the three point spread in the Patriots Chiefs game. Um, however, something of important to note, and I will take full responsibility for this. I don't think three, four, and one is warranted of a punishment. I feel like it's pretty decent in the gambling world. Um, however, I have had my second week in a row last week where I went 0-2 on my locks. I will vouch it right now that if I go 0-2 again for a third week in a row on my locks of the week, that I shall accept a punishment once again from our followers. So, yeah, I went 0-2 two weeks in a row on my locks of the week. If I do it again for a third week in a row, I will accept punishment. On the other hand, I went 5-2-1. and Yes, Travis had a good weekend at five, two, and one. He has twenty-four, twenty, and three on the year. So, tied tied for my best week of the year. Go ahead and give you a round of applause on that one. That was a that was a nice weekend. Um, good uh, bet with the with the Steelers money line. Um, yeah, they almost didn't cover. They came back at the end. Thank God. On an illegal pick play that a lot of people are bitching about on Twitter. That was bad. They can fuck off. I know, but um, fuck the Bengals. Fuck the Steelers. Who cares? Um, but yeah, good on Travis five two and one. You went one on one in your locks. Um, USF. I'll never pick a an American Athletic Conference game for my lock of the week ever again. So like I said, I went zero and two um, on my locks of the week for two weeks in a row. Happens again this week. Um, you guys can start thinking of thinking of a punishment, preferably something where I don't have to spend money. Um, but if that is it is what it is, it is what it is. You spent four dollars, um, you cheapskate. Actually, I spent zero dollars, but exactly. Use my cash you, back, and I want to say my cash back for other things like I don't know shit that I actually wouldn't wear. Well, fucking my fiance actually washed it and like folded it like I was gonna wear it again, and I'm like I'm not wearing this shit, and I like crumbled it up and threw it in the bottom of my of my uh, dresser drawer. Like no, I don't want this shit. I almost wiped my ass with it, but you that guy, he kept it. 
He wants to wear it again. No, I didn't keep it. Like what? I mean, what else? What do we do with it? It's a shirt. Like I can. Oh, no. Like if I ever need like a dirty rag or like around the house, like I'll I'll use that. Like you never you you know when you're using like an old shirt to like wash your car. Like, yeah, that's what I'll use it for. Wow. Anyway, so that was the rundown on our gambling picks. I will eventually. My goal before the end of football season is to be 500. I'm what nine games under 500 right now. So as long as I finish one or two games above 500 the rest of the year and don't have any horrible weeks, I should be able to get there because this was week – this past week was week six. Yeah, week six. So I still have 11 more weeks left. At this point, what I'm just going to do is just start betting per game. I'd be up right now. Like money-wise, you mean? Yeah, I'm just put $100 on each game. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding either way i'm 24 20 and 3 my goal is to be a, a little bit above 500 well you are right now so if you keep doing what you're doing you'll be good with that being said we are going to roll into our first and 10 segment and it is a good one i think this is probably maybe our best first and 10 segment we, we ever had on the podcast what say you travis yeah, it's good. It's got a lot. We got a lot. It's going to be a long one. It's definitely not going to be 10 minutes, but we got 10 topics coming to you guys right here. Uh, we got NBA NBA kickoff tonight, or tip off, I say, I shall say. First and 10 from the 45-yard line. Yeah, let's roll right into it. Um, first and 10, we have uh, number one, the most surprising team this year. Who do you got? So my surprising team, there was a lot I was considering for the NBA. By the way, um, it did, we're recording this on Tuesday night, um, October 16th. The NBA season is currently going on right now. The Celtics and the 76ers are playing as we speak. Um, so, you know, by the time you guys hear this podcast, the NBA season will be in full force. Anyway, my most surprising team this year, um, I have a team that I think can, is going to surprise a lot of people out of the East. It's the Indiana Pacers. Um, LeBron's no longer in the East. He was the Pacers' kryptonite for years. Um, I believe a lot of in the national media's eyes, you know, Indiana is going to get overshadowed by Boston, Philly, Toronto, Washington, all the teams we always constantly hear out of the East. But and – and they won't get a lot of primetime games. But, you know, Victor Oladipo had a fantastic year last year. I think he just continues to prove in that team, in that offense, as a leader. Um, and they got Bo, uh, uh, Bojan Bogdanovic. Um, who's you know, going to be a great asset for them, you know, down low in the paint. Uh, I can actually see them making it to the second round of the playoffs and giving some teams some trouble, whether it be Toronto, Philly, or Boston. Um, I could see them giving run for the money, and I think if they're paired up against Toronto or Philly, I think they could even beat them and play Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals. So uh, that's going to be, I think, my most surprising team. I think Indiana, if, if the road is right, could make a run to the Eastern Conference Finals this year. All right, there you go. You heard it, heard it here first. Um, I had the Dallas Mavericks. I know they, they they're starting off the seasons like 17th or something in the power rankings, but just from coming off last year, they were 24 and 58, awful record. Um, they added, in my opinion, one of the best, if not the best, center in the league, in DeAndre Jordan, um, along with what it looked to be like an overlooked Luka Doncic. They have they have a, a pretty good lineup with uh, Dennis Smith Jr. coming up. He's a special kind of player. And together, I think they uh, I think they make the playoffs. And uh, what is a crazy competitive Western Conference, which is going to be hard to do, but I, I think they can do it for sure. And it's going to be a big bounce back year for the uh, 
for the Dallas Mavericks. I like that a lot. You'll hear my our playoff teams later on in the first and ten, but Dallas is not to spoil anything, but Dallas is in my playoffs from the West as well. I like Dennis Smith Jr. He's a stud. I think Luka, Luka Donich, or however the hell you say his name, is going to be good. The kid's already has already played professional ball over in Europe. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of them all meshing together. Uh, but once they figure it out, I think, I think they'll be a, a, a pretty decent squad. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. Let's move on to the second portion of this. We have an underperforming team. What do you got? What do you got here? So I have the San Antonio Spurs as my under, underperforming team. Um, people think that, you know, they, they, they got DeMar DeRozan in that big trade with Toronto, um, shipping off Kawhi Leonard for DeMar DeRozan. And they think that, you know, by acquiring DeMar that they can replace, that they can, that they can replace Kawhi. Um, but he can't. Kawhi is a better defender. Um, and I don't think that DeMar DeRozan is really going to mesh into, into Greg Popovich's like scheme. DeMar DeRozan is a scorer. He takes a high volume of shots. And that's not how Pop kind of operates his offenses. Um, he has people moving the ball around. It's a really team-oriented offense. And like I said, um, you know, DeMar DeRozan isn't used to that. So I can see things going bad. And if things don't mesh, um, I could see them missing the playoffs altogether and a Pop just saying, screw it, and retiring. Um, so I have, my, I have the San Antonio Spurs as my underperforming team of the year. All right. For mine, I have the Denver Nuggets. And they were kind of, they came in at ten on ESPN's power rankings right before the season started tonight, and I do not see them being a top ten team in the NBA. Um, it may sound crazy with their starting lineup: Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, Will Barton, Paul Millsap, and Nikola Jokic. So their starting lineup is powerful. Um, it may seem stacked, but they have absolutely zero depth. Um, a wasted first round pick in Michael Porter Jr who will be lucky to see the floor at all this year. Um, I just don't see this team breaking through the top the top seven in the West. They might make the playoffs barely, but I, I really don't see it um, as high as like highly ranked that they are coming into the season. Yeah, the West is, is definitely stacked again. Um, well, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I would not have pegged them for an underperforming team. I think they're going to improve, but we shall see. I like it. We'll see. All right. Um, going to number three, we have a league MVP. Where do you start here? What do you got? So I know everyone is going to, you know, gravitate towards someone on Golden State or someone on Boston. I'm going to go completely opposite. I think this kid's going to have a huge year. Um, the Greek freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo, um, or I know I probably butchered that last name, but uh, for, for Milwaukee, this kid is a absolute superstar. Um, LeBron is no longer in the East. Again, I'll, I'll keep reiterating that because every superstar that's now in the East is not, is not going to be overshadowed by, by LeBron. He's the future of this league, in my opinion. He's a better version of Kevin Durant. Um, more meat, you know, more meat on his bones. He's able to attack the basket way better than Durant ever will be able to. Um, and when all said and done, he's going to be viewed as, as better than, than KD, except he's not going to be a snake and go to Golden State to, to, to chase rings. Um, it's his sixth year in the league. I think he's able to take his game to another level. Every year he's been in the league, his points per game, field goal percentage, rebounds per game, and plus minus has risen. Um, I think this year he's going to average around 30 points per game. He's going to shoot at a 55% clip, um, bring down about 12 boards a game, and barely miss, missing averaging a triple-double. He's going to get about seven assists per game. I think all those categories improve. Um, he takes his game to the next level and just really kind of 
dominates in a Milwaukee offense and a team that I think is going to be very, very good this year. All right. For me, like just, just taking a look back at the MVP race, uh, especially last year, it's almost amazing to see how LeBron didn't win it. Um, so it's kind of hard to really predict who's going to win. Um, you know, we have a lot of great players in this league, and I'm going to go a little deeper and actually pick Giannis as well. He was really? my pick moving in, yes. Um, he's hitting his stride a little bit better than ever. Um, he's turning 24 this December. So, I mean, he was 22 and 23 last year. He's going to be 23 and 24, hitting some maturity, hit, growing in, finally full force growing into his body. And I think he's a bit undervalued um, as an MVP. I think he came, like, in fifth last year, averaging 26, 10, and 4. Like I said, he was 23. Um, it might just be a thing for me just to see a new player up there. But like Jared said, um, he's a, he's a, I think he's the future of this league. He's a stud. I hope he kills it this year. Dude, that's crazy. We had the same. I I, th- I thought I kind of kind of went went deep on that. It's crazy. You yeah. picked the same one. So, uh, I was I was like ah, I I found myself picking him every single time, and then when I looked through it, so there it is. We both yeah, had- cool. So uh, I I mean I I like the kid. I think he's a stud. So I'll be rooting for him for him just because for everyone that that doesn't know, I am a LeBron James fan. Um, so he's not in the East anymore. So I can actually root root for the Greek freak. Greek freak. Because I don't think LeBron's going to win the MVP, so uh, I can definitely root for him. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. U.S. Cellular has always believed that connection is the greatest gift of all. That's why we're giving everyone one line for $34.99 a month with unlimited data this holiday season. That's right, one line, unlimited data for just $34.99 a month. That's more than a great deal. That's locally grown connection from U.S. Cellular. Limited time offer, terms apply. Visit uscellular.com for details. At U.S. Cellular, we care about our customers and our communities. Visit Cellular Advantage, a U.S. Cellular authorized agent located at 2012 Cornhusker Road in Bellevue. America's locally grown wireless at U.S. Cellular. Let's move on to number four. We have defensive player of the year. Um, this was a tough one. Yeah, it was tough. Um, I really did a lot of research, and I kind of went uh, to a player that's won this award before, but this guy's wearing a new jersey this year. I'm going with Kawhi Leonard with the, with the Toronto Raptors. Um, you'd be surprised, and I feel like this is in, in any sport, not just basketball, but what being traded to a new team can can do to a guy. He can be rejuvenated. I don't think Kawhi enjoyed playing for Pop in San Antonio. It looked like he hated his life. You know, that famous picture of him throwing down that dunk and he's just like frowning on his face because he's not having any fun. Um, so I think he, he, he gets rejuvenated, him and his robotic laugh. Um, he takes Toronto's <laughs> defense to, a, to new heights. You know, he's got to defend some tough guys all year, some tough wingmen. Um, Tatum, uh, Giannis, like we just said, Ben Simmons. Um, uh, you know, there's a lot of tough wings even Hayward in Boston as well, um, that he's going to have to defend this year in the East. I think he locks those guys down. You know, a lot of – he's, he's, he's going to see them a lot, you know, lock them down. I think he averages around three steals, a couple blocks a game, as well as holding his opponents to a low field goal percentage. And like I said, 
Toronto's never had a great defense, and he kind of takes that to the next level, and I think he wins Defensive Player of the Year. All right. Yeah. I uh, I got to look in, and they – I don't know. It's just weird how they how they kind of give this out. It seems like all of them are, are right around, you know, the same stats uh, for the most part. And I'm going to go with a team who I will be cheering for and who I, who I do cheer for, which should be Andre Drummond. Um, this dude's an absolute animal on the boards. He averages over 10 defensive rebounds a game and gets one and a half steals as a center. Um, I think he should be in higher contention this year, uh, given that the Pistons are going to be a better team. You know, they brought in Dwayne Casey as their head coach. That being said, they will be in more games. They will be competitive, more competitive. He will want to try be in there, um, and I think he's going to pad some more stats this year. And might not win it, but I think he'll definitely be up there. Cool, I like that, dude. Drummond's a Drummond's a beast. Mm-hmm. Um, good shot blocker too. Like you said, when he, when he's in games, you'll have more incentives to you know block shots down the stretch. So yeah, um, if they're if they're in that in that uh, playoff race. They, he should he should put up some more stats for sure. For sure, yeah. I like that pick a lot. What's, uh, I totally forgot about Kawhi Leonard, too. I didn't even think about him being Defensive Player of the Year because he's fucking missed like a season and a half. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, think, I, I think he'll be rejuvenated in, in Toronto for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's move on to our fifth first and ten uh, little bit. We have Rookie of the Year, um, Ben Simmons. Can he be a rookie for the third year in a row? Fuck that guy, man. Oh, no, he can't. Fuck that. Um, who you got here? <laughs> ben Simmons' shot is weak, dude. <laughs> uh, uh, I went a little off the book here. I know the popular pick's going to be DeAndre Ayton. The popular pick's going to be uh, Luka Doncic uh, down in Dallas. I think Colin Sexton for the Cleveland Cavaliers is going to have a fantastic year. The dude it was a stud in college, um, great point guard, um, really has a good shot at filling that point guard uh, void that the Cavs have had since, since Kyrie left. Um, the dude's got some playmakers around him too. You know, Kevin Love, Kyle Korver, J.R. Smith, all those guys are still in Cleveland. And Colin Sexton's going to be getting a lot of minutes. He's going to be – I don't think he's going to be starting. I think he's going to be coming off the bench behind George Hill. Um, he may start, you know, eventually halfway through the year if George Hill isn't going to be great. Um, George Hill can't make a fucking free throw like he didn't in the finals. Anyway, um, and really, he's going to have the off- the defensive focus taken off of him because there's going to be so many playmakers around him. That wasn't the case when he was at Bama, and he still put up 19 points per game there. Um, if he can learn to kind of facilitate and dish out the ball and give it to Kyle Korver and kick it out to Ke- Kyle Korver and Kevin Love and J.R. Smith um, and really up his uh, assists per game ratio, um, I think he'll, be, he'll do great. Uh, and, and, you know, really will learn to play in that offense. And I think the Cavs can compete for a playoff spot. A lot of people aren't giving much opportunity. But the core of that team is still there. I mean, obviously LeBron was huge, but I think Colin Sexton can kind of help fill that void a little bit. So that's where I kind of gravitated to. Yeah. Um, actually, to go off of that, um, I, I was really weigh, heavily weighing on Colin Sexton right here. Um, but the problem that's going to come down for me is playing time for him. Yeah. Well, he's not in the starting lineup. I think he should work his way in there if he's not already. Um, but that's why I didn't pick him. So I had to go with a rookie who's going to start, who's going to get those minutes. And to kind of go off of what I said earlier with the, uh, the most surprising team, 
uh, Luka Doncic. Uh, if you haven't seen this dude play, he's a stud. He scores. He's 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 kind of crazy. I think he's going to do good things. Um, there's there's definitely a lot of good rookies in the league this year, so it's kind of tough. So really, it came down to me as who's going to play. Now the only the only few people who are going to play are are um, DeAndre Ayton, Doncic, and Trey Young. I think are the only starters coming straight out. Yeah, dude, and Trey Young's not going to get it. Like you can't no. put up that volume of shots in in the NBA. It's not going to work. Um, he tries to be like Steph Curry. He's not Steph Curry. Um, yeah. I do like the I do like the the Luka Doncic pick because. Um, just that kid, he's six foot seven and he moves like a point guard. He handles the ball like a point guard and he can shoot like a like a uh like a shooting guard, but also can defend really any position on the floor. So the kid's yeah. a is, is a monster. I think Dallas got a got a great pick there and they're gonna be set for years to come. So I definitely do I definitely do like the pick. That was probably yeah. my my second go to. Yep, I like it. So we'll see how that pans out for them. We'll uh, retouch on some of these midway, quarters of the year, things like that. For sure. Let's move on to number sixth, sixth man of the year. I kind of did it on purpose. I did the number yeah. six, the sixth man <laughs> of the year. Um, so my sixth man of the year is a guy that started last year for this team, but he won't this year because uh, name, a guy by the name of LeBron James joined that team. Um, I'm picking Kyle Kuzma for the LA Lakers. Um, this kid is a monster. Um, he played great last year down the stretch, really kind of found his, his mold on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. Um, and anytime you play alongside the greatest player of all time, because there will be not all time, but the greatest player in, in the game right now, I'm not going to get, get into that debate. But anytime you play alongside the greatest player in the game right now, you know, you're going to, your game's going to be elevated. The pressure is going to be off of you. Um, and if he can, they kind of, Kuzma really kind of plays a similar style to, you know, to LeBron James. And he's a forward that has speed has athleticism, takes pride in guarding any position on the floor. And if he can learn from LeBron James and elevate his game to be more efficient on a more efficient Lakers team, um, I think he's going to shock some people. Uh, I think he's going to play better. His, his numbers may not be better than they were last year because like I said last year he was, in the, he was in the starting lineup. But I think coming off the bench, he's going to be really, really good in a pretty good Lakers offense, I think. Um, and I think he takes home six man of the year honors in his second year in the NBA. All right. There you go. Um, I am going to go with a team that just produces six men of the year. Um, and that's going to be the L.A. Clippers. And I think we're going to have a repeat here with Lou Williams. Um, he has the talent if their team is there to support him. If he has that supporting role, I definitely think um, he has the ability to get it. He's so talented. He should be a starter, but I guess he just likes to come off the bench because the dude just straight puts up points. I mean, he'll play – He'll play 20 minutes a game and put up 20-plus points. It's kind of crazy. Um, like I said, the Clippers just love producing six men of the year. Lou Williams reminds me just of Jamal Crawford, who won it two years, uh, two out of two times in three years. I think Lou Williams can be a back-to-back -back winner here. Um, I mean, yeah, he's, he's just good. He has the talent. I know they got rid of a few players on that Clippers team, so if he can – if he can have the, uh, the supporting role to do so, I definitely think he can go back-to-back. -back. Yeah, I like that a lot. He's definitely a good, a, a good six-man role for sure. Yeah. Let's move on into number seven. Um, we're going to do our Western Conference playoff teams, um, seeds one to eight, 
quick speed go. I did. I did eight to one. Just, eight, just, just oh, you're on eight to one. Okay. Yeah, I, did, yeah. I did eight to one rapid fire. I got Dallas Mavericks at eight, Pelicans at seven, Thunder at six, Nuggets at five, Jazz at four, Lakers at three, Rockets at two, Warriors at one. Oh wow! All right, here we go. I got Nuggets at eight, Mavericks at seven, Pelicans at six, Lakers at five, Jazz at four. Rockets at three, Thunder at two, Warriors at one. Thunder at two? Yeah. Man, we'll see. We'll see. They play tonight. We'll see what's going on. Yeah. Um, There you are. There you have it. Um, Like I said, we'll revisit these as we have a number eight Eastern playoff teams. Eight to one, go. Um, My eight's going to shock people, but I have eight. Cavs, seven Wizards, six Heat, five 76ers, four Pacers, three Bucks, two Raptors, and one Celtics. Wow, we are we are polar opposites here. Ready? I have eight Wizards, seven Pistons, six Timberwolves, five Pacers, um, four Bucks, three Raptors. Two Celtics, one 76ers. Wow. Yeah, see, dude, I'm not, I'm not high on Philly this year. I don't yeah, know why. I just – I'm not in I, – I, I wanted to put the Pistons in there, but something just tells me that the Cavs still have a little bit of that, of that championship DNA on their team, and they'll squeak into the playoffs. They'll suck, but they'll squeak in. But that's, that's just my humble opinion. I could all see the Wizards dropping out and having the Pistons come in there too, or the Heat. Yeah, I see the Pistons making it. They're a, they're a good ball club, uh, especially with their new coach. So Yeah, Dwayne Casey's a beast. Yeah, he's a stud. All right, we're going to move into our ninth bit. We have the finals matchup slash finals winner. Um, let me take this away here just so you might not steal some thunder from me. I wish I could be fun with this, and I wish that I could pick somebody that I wanted to not pick. But Golden State Warriors, 76ers. Golden State winning in five. Okay, you don't, you don't, you don't want to want to elaborate th- elaborate on that. I mean, there's nobody winning. There's nobody winning the championship other than the Warriors. Okay, um, I also have <laughs> the Warriors coming out of the West, but I have Boston coming out of the East. Um, I don't think this. I mean, Seventy Sixers team lost to Boston last year without Kyrie and without Gordon Hayward. So I think with those two back, if they can stay healthy, they'll make it out of the East for sure. Uh, but I have Warriors versus Celtics. I think the Celtics finish with a better record than the Warriors in the regular season, so they get home court advantage. And I have the Celtics beating the Warriors in seven games. Um, like I said, they sh- Boston should have been there last year. I'm going to be honest with you. They should have beat LeBron and the Cavs. But, um, and they took them to seven still without Kyrie and, and Gordon Hayward. Um, the Warriors aren't up as scary, but I think their bench is a little short this year. They lost a couple of key. They lost a couple of guys they normally had on that bench. I think Boston has the young talent to combat with that. It'll be a fun series, and I think that Boston wins it in seven um, over Golden State at home. All right, I don't see anyone beating that Golden State team. It's all, so they, all they did was they're ruining. The, they're going to ruin the NBA if they win again this year. I'm just done with it. If they win three years in a row and four out of the last five, that's ridiculous. I mean, I didn't want to pick them, but it's hard to, it's hard I mean, to no. not when you have 
lost nobody really and acquired one of the best centers in the game. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I, I think Boston's young enough and, and talented. The only thing that worries me is that the, the only person on that team that's been to the finals is Kyrie. So, yeah. yeah. Um, let's move on to number 10, uh, finals MVP. This is our last thing we have. And Jared had the Celtics winning, so he can go first. He probably had a Celtics player. Yep, I do. I had Kyrie Irving. Um, he finally gets to be – Gets his moment of being the guy, uh, quote unquote. Um, you know, he hit that that clutch three in Game Seven in 2016. So three years later, he finally gets to be the MVP. Gets his moment after being overshadowed by LeBron James' incredible block. Um, I think he is able to lead a young team. Like I said, he's the only guy on that roster that's been to the finals before, and prevents the Warriors from three-peating and ruining the NBA. And NBA fans everywhere rejoice because I feel like everyone, no matter who the Warriors are playing besides people who live in San Francisco and bandwagon Warriors fans, because they exist, are me rooting for whoever they play. So everyone will be happy that Boston wins um, and a dynasty of the Warriors finally begins to kind of crumble due to cap space issues and KD being a free agent and all that stuff. But I have Celtics and seven, Kyrie getting get the MVP, leading a young team to, to victory. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. All right, um, since I had the Warriors winning, I am going to pick somebody who is not Kevin Durant or Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, a man who should be credited more to his, I don't know, addition to the team. Dude is a grinder. He scores a shit ton of points, and his defense is pretty locked down. Yeah. I love Clay Thompson. If, if he were on any other team, he'd be one of my favorite players in the um, dude, dude's really good, and if Golden State wins, it would kill me to see it, but I hope Clay Thompson would win the MVP. Well, so. fun fact alert is that Steph Curry's never won a Finals MVP award. First year, first time he won is Iguodala. The last two have been KD, fucking yeah. snake bastard. <laughs> so there we have it. Um, there's our NBA, a little preview for you guys. It's going to be a long season. We'll, uh, we'll revisit these in the future. Yeah, I think I think we should probably we'll probably talk about talk about them again around February after the All Star game for sure. Yeah, maybe maybe just a quick revisit on some of our uh, some of our playoff teams that we have going. If they're completely out of it, we might yeah. uh, come back on that for sure. Um, so yeah, like, like I said, that was our first and ten a little longer ten minutes, but we hit on ten things all NBA for you guys. We're gonna roll right into our Degenerates Digest. All right, here we go with our weekly Degenerates Digest. We're coming at you with the same thing. 
three college football games, three NFL games, and our locks of the week for each. Um, we're going to lead it off with college football, first matchup. Jared picking some big spreads this week. Um, number 16, NC State at number three, Clemson. That'll be caught at 2.30 on ESPN. What do you got? Um, so, yeah, Clemson is a 16-point spread. Travis failed to mention that. But Clemson is a 16-point favorite at home against a ranked NC State team. Um, I'm just going to keep this short. I think Clemson is way overrated this year. They haven't played anyone ranked in the top 25. Um, so if you're going to give them a 16-point spread at home against a top 25 team, number 16 NC State, um, I just think a 16-point spread is too big. Um, I think Clemson will win, yeah, but I don't think they're going to win by more than 16 points. So it's just too big here in a top 25 matchup. I'm going to take NC State plus 16. Yeah. Um, you have a pair of unbeatens going head-to-head. Huge ACC matchup on the line. Big, Pretty big implications going down the stretch. And Clemson really hasn't had a convincing win against a decent team to this no, point. No, um, They almost lost to Syracuse at home. So this is at Clemson facing a ranked team. They both have pretty solid, pretty similar defensive and offensive numbers. Um, I don't think Clemson wins by 16. I think they win for sure, but not by 16. So give me NC State. Yep, for sure. Um, so there we go. First agreement. We'll go on to number two. We have number one, Alabama at Tennessee. 230 on CBS. Bama is 29-point favorites. Yeah, so this, this is a big spread. I mean, we just watched a game last weekend where Bama was 29-point favorites against our, our Missouri Tigers. Tennessee's coming off a big win, um, but that big win was against an Auburn team that I think is reeling. Um, Auburn, I feel like, is not as good as everyone thought they were. Um, and Alabama held Mizzou's offense at bay last weekend. Al- Mizzou's Offense is 38th in the country. Tennessee's is 104th. So you think that Alabama isn't going to roll all, all over Tennessee? I'm thinking Bama, minus 29. I think they win by 30 or 40 points. I think it's going to be ugly. Yeah. Um, if they can beat us by 29 or Mizzou, um, they sure as hell better be able to beat Tennessee by 29. Unless, you know, Jeremy Pruitt's shaving points like Barry Odom is. Uh, yeah, I mean – like you said, like our offense, Mizzou's offense is, is pretty high-powered, and to beat them by 29 points, they should be able to beat Tennessee. I mean, even if Tua's not going to play uh, and Jalen starts, I don't see a problem with them covering. Um, Tennessee lost to Georgia and Florida, both of them by 26 points. Um, so I'm, Obviously, Bama's better than both of them. So that's, they're going to win. They're going to win by 29 points more than that, and solidify their spot as being one of the, you know, greatest NCAA football teams um, ever, I yeah, think. For sure. They're definitely on, on a path. They're, they're, be, they're beating everybody by a lot. Their first big test is going to come the first weekend, of, first weekend of November when they play LSU at LSU. That'll be a fun game. Yeah, I mean, if they can be – if they can win convincingly there, it's just going to be ridiculous. So, for sure, so – Two games in, two agreements. Our next one is Colorado uh, at number 15, Washington. Washington is 15-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, I was kind of going and roll into it. Colorado's a good team. Um, I know Travis has been really high on them since the beginning, beginning of the year. 
Um, they've only lost to one team. They're five, five and one, I think. Yeah, five and one. Um, and their only loss came to USC on the road. And here's really all you need to know, and I'm just going to throw this out there. Um, Colorado is four and two against the spread. Washington oh, is Washington is two and five against the spread. Um, and 15 and a half is way too big for anything like that. I think Colorado's a good team. I'm taking Colorado plus 15 and a half all day. All right, Jareth over here stealing my stats from me. Yeah, going against the spread. Um, both of these both these teams are coming off losses. And like Jared said, I mean, I love Colorado this year. I don't know why I do. It really makes no sense. Um, this 15-and-a-half spread, 15-and-a-half point spread to me is just super attractive, and I really like it. I see this being somewhat of a close game. I'm not high on Washington. They've kind of just been dropping down the rankings slowly but surely. The numbers are nearly identical on both sides of the ball. Um, give me the buffs, plus 15-and-a-half. All righty, so three games in, three agreements once again. It seems we always agree on these college picks and then kind of go off book for the NFL picks. So, If you steal uh, my lock of the week, I'm not going to be a happy camper. Is it Cincinnati? You cocksucker. Dude, is that, Cincinnati? Yeah, that game oh is just God. that game's just too easy. So, Dude, yeah, we're both we both our lock of the week is a ranked Cincinnati team, number not only a ranked but an undefeated Cincinnati undefeated ranked number twenty Cincinnati team at Temple. Get this, guys, they are plus three and a half at Temple. Uh, Temple's four and three. Temple's four and three. They're they're good, but. Lock it in, Cincinnati plus three and a half at Temple. It's 11 a.m. on Saturday, so if you want to win some good money, get those bets in early, wake up from your Friday hangover um, early on Saturday, win some money to just propel your, your, your drinking fuel for the weekend. Cincinnati yeah. is one of the better teams outside of the Power Five in college football, I think. They're 6-0. and They're 5-1 and against the spread. Temple is 4-3, and like Travis said. And Cincinnati's defense ranks fourth in the country. They only let up 270 yards a game. And then on the other side of the ball, since he puts up 470 yards of offense, I wanted to take since at the money line, because the money line is plus 155. So if you want to, if you really want to be ballsy, take since money line plus 155. I think taking the points is a little bit of a safer lock, which is why my lock is plus three and a half Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, you got, you better do it earlier than, earlier rather than later or else this is, this is going to change because I know a lot of people are probably going to be betting on Cincinnati here and I'm to be if you want to be safe yeah I picked the spread but I don't think I'm going to take the money line at plus 155 um, I mean 6-0 versus 4-3 and three. Cincinnati lets up 60 yards less than Temple's than Temple does and they put up 72 yards more on offense per game yeah. um, I really am not sure if the spread is just because Cincinnati's on the road but this is easy money to me. I yeah, I don't get it either. Also, Cincinnati's coming off a bye. Yeah, and you like you said, their defense is really good. You said, what, fourth in the country? Yeah. Temple's quarterback going up against that good defense on the year has six touchdowns and seven picks. Yeah, so. So, I mean, it's, it's Cincy all the way. You and Travis are going to go ahead and lock that up after this podcast tonight and throw up a lot of money on that game, I feel like, just to – because we'll, like we'll be in Columbia on Saturday for homecoming, so – It'll just be a good start to our to our to our night. Yep. Um, and there you have it. There's our exact college football picks for the week. That's crazy. It's two weeks in a row now. We've had the same lock of the week um, for college football. But I was scroll like I was scrolling through them all, and I was like Cincinnati. Like 
wait, they're undefeated. Why are they underdogs against Temple? So I'm not kind of weird. I thought about picking against Missouri, um, but it was only nine and a half points, and I didn't like it. Yeah, no, that's uh, I I won't I won't put Missouri as my lock of the week ever on, on this podcast, literally ever again. If we end up doing this for like four years, I'll never do it ever again. Anyway, <laughs> um, let's roll into our NFL games. As always, we're going to do Thursday night, Sunday night, and Monday night, and then again give you a lock of the week. Thursday night, we have a fucking snooze fest alert. We got the Denver Broncos at the Arizona Cardinals. Denver is uh, two-point favorites. Who you got here, Trav? All right. Um, I really don't think it is possible to pick the Cardinals in this situation. Um, really? Yeah. The I mean, the Broncos have lost four straight, but they haven't looked bad. I think they're trending up. They lost to the Rams by three points. Uh, I, think the weather, I think the weather had a lot to do with that, though. Not, the, the field was clear when I was watching. Yeah, I think that, that, that L.A. team, though, plays in California every day, and now it's colder than shit. It's 23 degrees there. So That's fine. I don't care. Um, the Cardinals are bad. Their offense is run by, you know, the leader of the school of the blind. Um, Jeff, they're, they're putting up 235 yards per game and 13 points per game. I mean, you, you're not going to win a game at that rate. Yeah, uh, give, me, give me Denver minus two. Okay. Um, our first disagreement here, um, for the exact reason that you said, Denver's dropped four in a row. They look absolutely awful with Case Keenum at the helm. Um, it, but to be fair, Arizona's offense is equally as horrible as Denver's offense. Um, but they do have a def- decent defense. They're 13th in the league in terms of points against. Um, I think it's going to be a super low-scoring game. I'd hammer the under. I think it's like 42-and-a-half, I think. I'd hammer the under. This is a game I can guarantee you I will not watch because I give two shits less about either of these teams. No fantasy players. Um, the only reason – I'll check the score if I, put, if I have money on it, but I'm going to take Arizona plus two. Also important to note that Denver is 1-4-1 and one against the spread this year. Arizona's 3-2-1. and one. So take with that as you will. Travis took Denver minus two. I'm going to take Arizona plus. I mean, yeah, he took Denver minus two. I'm going to take Arizona plus two. Take with it as you will, but I was 3-0-1 last year in the N- or last week in the NFL. I think I finally figured it out. We shall see um, on Thursday night. Um, rolling that into a Sunday night game. Again, I think another snooze fest. I can't wait till they can start flexing the Niners out of these primetime games, even though they did put up a good fight last night um, against a Packers team that I'll talk about in a second. But on Sunday night, we have the L.A. Rams at the 49ers, and the Rams are 10-point favorites. Who you got? How many, how many Rams primetime games have there been this year? Two, three? Uh, yeah, but, I mean, it's kind of hard not to when they have the best offense. I mean, I get they're good, but, Jesus, let me watch some other teams. Um, the 49ers looked good this past week at Green Bay. I told you I took them plus nine, and they almost fucking won. Yeah, I'm pissed. Not only that, it seems to me like all defense is just lost in the NFL. Every defense doesn't know what they're doing anymore. Yeah. Well, okay, real quick on that, I feel like the rules that the refs have made, that the NFL's made, benefit the offense because they know that's what brings in viewership. So, Yeah, that's true, but it's been, it's been a whole other level. Um, but the roughing the passer, the fucking holding calls on the defense, the pass interference calls have all been yeah. dog shit. So, anyway. There's been a lot. 
That's a whole. Um, other, that's a whole other topic for a different day. So we'll just we'll just defense is letting up a ton of points. It's going to come down to offense, and the Rams are just unmatchable on offense, other than the than the Chiefs. Um, so they're still looking for their first loss, and I don't think it's definitely going to come close here. Um, Niners had their glory in covering against Green Bay on Monday night, um, and their chance to win even. But I, I don't I don't see it being very close. I'm gonna have Rams minus ten. Yeah, I'm gonna have the Rams minus ten as well for this reason. The Packers and to quote Dave Portnoy from Barstool, the Packers they stink. They're horrible. The Packers are bad, man. They're bad. There's no way around it. Clay Matthews is old. He got put on skates. Um, they should have lost to the Niners, and you know that that makes the, everyone thinks the Niners are better than what they are, but they're not. They have C.J. Beathard as their quarterback. Um, they're banged up. They're missing the running back. They have that guy that can't pronounce the name, Matt Breda, or how the hell you say his fucking name. Um, I think the Rams are – the Rams do play the Packers this year, and they're going to chew them up and spit them out. They're also going to chew up the Niners and spit them out. Rams offense comes back from the cold weather in, in Denver. They come back to California, albeit in San Francisco, but they're going to line up the scoreboard. They have the best rushing offense, the sixth best passing offense. Niners have the 20th ranked defense in the NFL. The Rams are going to hang – a 40 spot on them and beat them by 20 points. So I'm taking the Rams minus 10 all day. Yep. Uh, I agree there. Yep. All right. Rolling into our Monday night game. We have what I think is – can we just say that this might be the worst week of primetime games in the NFL? Oh, it's terrible. It's if happened. I didn't have fantasy players on either of these teams, I wouldn't watch any of them. Yeah. Monday night we have the Giants at the Falcons – um, in Atlanta, in that nice fancy ass dome, they have um, the Falcons are six point favorites. Who you got? I just wanted to say, can we flex the fucking Giants had some primetime games too? I feel like the Giants get like fucking six primetime games a year, and it's bullshit just because they're in a, in a big market. It's dumb. Good lord, Falcons are two and four, and I, I mean, plain and simple, I don't think they're going to let this one get away from them. They they can't afford it, especially at home on a Monday night game. To the shitty Giants, I must put it that. I know the Falcons are banged up. You know, Devonta Freeman's out. Calvin Ridley might not play this week. Uh, but they're going to figure it out. There's, I don't have, really have a lot of evidence pointing towards ATL to cover. Um, but, I'm, I mean, I'm going to pick them here. Atlanta minus six. Matt Ryan's going to step up and put the team on his back like Darren Sharper. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I also have Atlanta minus six. Um, you know, I think everyone that listens to this podcast knows I was very high on Atlanta at the beginning of the year. And I think they're starting to find their stride. I, again, yeah. I think I think the Giants are self-imploding. OBJ went and did that interview where he talked shit on his quarterback. Just, hey, just a little bit of advice there, you fucking moron. Don't do that to your quarterback who throws you the ball, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Don't talk shit on the guy, that, the guy that literally pads your stats. Anyway – Eli Manning is done. His career's over. Giants are self-imploding. They're looking like they're training towards another top five draft pick. Um, like I said, the Falcons are finding their stride um, and they're starting to be the team that I thought they would be. I think everyone thought they would be. And a lot of people had them as their Super Bowl um, pick. Um, plus, they're getting healthier on the defensive side of the ball. Yes, yeah. they're, they're losing offensive pieces, but it looks like all those key defensive players they're missing are going to come back this week besides that one defensive end. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, and Devontae Freeman may not play, but they still have Tevin Coleman. They have that other guy. I can't remember his name off the top of my head who had a pretty good week last week. Um, Eno Smith. Fuck him. Yeah. Yeah. He probably killed a lot of people in fantasy. Um, yeah. I think the Giants are going to score, but I think the Falcons are going to score more. I know that's a super 
you know, John Madden take there. But I think the Falcons' offense is just too explosive to stop, and they win by a couple scores in the end there. Is the uh, is the missing defensive end Tack McKinley? Mm-hmm. Is that who it is? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only the only thing that worries me here is the Falcons' defense and how terrible it is. Yeah. But like I said, yeah. But they're getting the they're getting some of their secondary back this week. Yeah. I, if if I'm betting on this game, I I may just take Falcons money line. I know they're going to win to cover that six with their terrible defense. I'll pick it, but I'm not a hundred percent confident in it. Yeah, I'm going to take the spread, too, just because I think the Falcons are, like you said, they can't afford to lose this game, um, especially if they want to stay in the playoff race. Starting out 1-4 was already bad to begin with, but now they won last week. They win this they're week. Right. They're 3-4 and four after seven weeks. They're in a little bit of, of a better spot. They're, they're Deshaun Jackson, not Butterfingers away from being 1-5. and five. Yeah, very true, very true. <laughs> All right, who, who you got for your lock of the week? All right, this is another one where I think we may have picked the same because I did not like a lot of matchups this week. Me neither. Bengals at Chiefs. Chiefs minus six. Is that what you got? I don't. I have something else in that game, though, for you. Okay. Bengals aren't a four and two team. No. Um, with that being said. It should said, be three and three. This should be three and three. Let's go ahead and throw that out, throw that out there. We should have not watched the collapse. Hate to keep bringing it up, but they should be three and three. Yeah, easily. And I think the Chiefs come back at home after a, after a rough loss in Foxborough, and they're going to put up a lot of points and that that Bengals offense cannot match whatsoever. Joe Mixon's going to have a good game, yeah, and it's going to be a high-scoring game, which I think Jared's about to take over here and say. Um, but the, the Chiefs are going to win by six. They are 6-0 and against the spread. The only team undefeated, and I'm going to leave it at that. There you go. Like Travis just said, um, the Chiefs are going to score a lot of points. Joe Mixon's going to have a good game. Um, is Giovanni Bernard going to be back this week? I think he might be, actually. Um, um, what? I don't know. Um, if he is, the Chiefs, we all saw the Chiefs made Sony Michelle look, look like a three-time Pro Bowler in his rookie <laughs> year last week. They can't stop a nosebleed when it comes to their run. Um, so I, my lock of the week is over a 59 for the Bengals at the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are going to score a lot of points, and the Bengals are going to score a lot of points. It's going to be a fun game to watch if you can watch it. Um, like I said, the Chiefs' offense is explosive, but the run defense is awful. That's where Joe Mixon and Gio Bernard come into play and run all over that team. Uh, I can see the Chiefs winning and covering the spread, like Travis said, but being more like a 35-28 uh, like to 28 game or something like that where they they'd for sure hit that over of 59. It's going to yeah, it's going to be so hard for the for any Chiefs game this year to not hit the over unless they play an offense that's absolutely terrible cuz their defense is that bad. Their defense is so bad, man. So I, bad. Um, I think that I think the Dolphins who have a confused ass backfield could put up 150 yards rushing on them. Would I think Frank Gore alone could put up 150 against? And so it's it's bad, and that is the reason we'll get into this future. But that is the reason why they're not going to make it far in the playoffs. Yeah, we'll over. definitely have we'll definitely have an ex- we'll, we'll we'll definitely have a podcast later on down the road. I'm thinking like ha- like halfway through the year we do like revisit our preseason picks, but then we'll also probably have a, a, a postseason once the playoffs are set talking about our picks, but I, yeah, I, you just can't pick a team that has a defense as horrible as that to win anything. Like Pat Mahomes is fun to watch. That offense is fun to watch, but what do they say? What's the old adage? Defense wins championships. Defense wins championships. And 
and I, the Patriots or the Chiefs don't have it. I think my no. pick of the Steelers is actually looking a little bit better now. Yeah, it is. My, uh, real quick, we won't go into this too much, but my Jacksonville Jaguars pick is looking pretty damn shitty. <laughs> yeah, very much so. But you got 40 points to the piss-poor Cowboys. You need to revisit some things. That's because Conor McGregor was on the sidelines, and they were all doing the fucking Conor McGregor walk after they scored, after they scored a touchdown. Hey, they had to do it for him. Yeah. So, yeah, locks, <laughs> locks of the week. Um we're, are both Bengals and Chiefs game. Travis had the Chiefs minus six. I'm taking the over in the game, 59. One quick note, I will say over-under, so fuck me because I've taken the under in a Jacksonville game twice. I'll never do that ever again. Almost got baited into it again this week, but I think Chiefs over in this Bengals game is, is, is pretty fair. So, I think it's safe to say that the Jaguars don't have an elite defense anymore. And No, they don't. Go, go look at the stats. I mean, go, go look at the stats. I was looking at them. They rank near the bottom in almost every single category. They yeah, are like – they have the worst turnover uh, margin in the league. I think they're like minus nine when it comes to turnovers. They are they are like the fifteenth or something defense in fantasy. I feel bad for the people that picked them as their as the first defense to go. Who would have thought that the fucking Bears, the Jets, and the Ravens? Well, the Ravens always have good defense, but yeah, it's uh it's going to be a wild one this year, and I'm excited to see how it pans out. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, we'll revisit some of those picks. Um, so that wraps up our, our, de- our de- Degenerates Digest. Um, just to kind of reiterate, if my locks of the week go 0-2 once again, then I will accept the punishment. However, if the locks of the week go bad for tra- for me, they're probably going to go bad for Travis as well because yeah. we have very similar ones. We have the same exact college one. We have the same game in the lock of the week, just different bets. Anyway, since we had a very, very loaded first and 10 this week, we're not going to do a Q&A. We're kind of going to – going to keep it cool on that we don't want to do that every week and kind of water it down however i think next week for first and 10 i think it'd be fun for travis and i to do a stephen a smith old school stephen a smith skip bayless uh debate for 10 minutes um so we're asking our followers to send us topics that you would like us to debate on please make it sports related if it's not it's not a big deal but we'd like it to be sports related um any topics you guys think of that you think that Travis and I would have differing opinions on that we'd argue about, shoot them our way. Let us know. We'll line it up, and we'll set the clock next week to 10 minutes, and we'll just argue back and forth um, for yeah. the first and 10. I think, I think that, that'll be a fun one. It'll be a little bit, yeah, like Jared said, like the old Stephen A. Skip Bayless style. Not as annoying. There will be some interrupting and some, some, uh, some tensions rising, but it won't be as bad. You know, make it sports related. Try to. We don't want to some stupid ass questions that you we don't want to debate on Brit Block. Can we fight? Um, would you rather fight? What was it? No, it was would you rather be chased by ten duck sized horses or one horse sized duck? Yeah, and I think we all know the question, the answer to that one. I'm gonna answer it now. It's ten duck sized horses for sure. So nothing like that. Keep us sports related again. <laughs> I feel like most of our listeners, if even if you didn't know us before the podcast, you've listened to us, you kind of know our opinions. Shoot us some some our way that we differ on. But other than that, we're going to end the show. Um, like we always do, like us on the, on the social media, um, Facebook at the number two Drunk Brothers and a podcast. Follow us on Twitter at the number two Drunk Brothers. Um, subscribe to us if you're an Apple user on Apple Podcasts, so you get that notification that when I post an episode, it gets on there. Also, if you're an Android user, download the SoundCloud app. Again, 
Um, it's a lot easier for us to get on SoundCloud than on Spotify. So download, download that app. Follow us on there to get the notifications. Other than that, we will see you guys next week. Hopefully I don't have a punishment. So again, send us those ideas for the Stephen A. Smith, Skip Bayless, old school, first take, first and 10 next week. So peace, guys. Yeah, just a side note, if you follow us on Twitter or Facebook, you'll see my some little side bets, side lines that we like throughout the week. Tweet back at me if you disagree or if you lost money on them. Sorry about that. Other than that, see you guys next week. Peace, guys. Calling a young nigga fall. Where's Ollie with the motherfucking dog? Bitch, I be balling like a motherfucking pro. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.